Hello, what's your mission hotline? This is Master Lee speaking. I'm help you. Hey, hey, uh, I, I, this HR, right? I, I got a complaint. This is HR indeed. Who am I speaking with? This is King Taliano, aka Anime Ambassador of Florida, Florida man, um, complete here to complain. Okay, how you doing, Taliano? Welcome, Mike. Check, Mike. Check. Well, all right. So, fir- first complaint. First, first things first. Uh, I loved, I loved y'all run my fade for the for the songs. But Thank my you. biggest issue is Inferno Lost. How'd that happen? Tank is a Tank is an amazing song, but you got you got to be 102 years old to actually enjoy that song. I feel like now these days people definitely enjoy more of the jazz soulfulness. So I'm not. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if I can agree with that statement. You know, it was a banger. It still is a banger, and that's why I won. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But most most of our listeners, they got to be around like 17 to 23. They've never seen Cowboy Bebop. They don't know where that song is from. They don't even know what they're talking about. They just, it, it had to be someone rigged the votes, and I, I demand a recount. Um, oh, well, well, Trump gets well, one, well, well, one see too. now, see, you know, now we're going into stuff that it's not true. We do not tamper the votes. It's a tamper free system. These run my fades are done professionally. I cannot agree with that statement, sir. I, you you know, know what? I, I believe you 100%. I'm pretty sure it is 100% run with all faith and loyalty. I'm just, I'm hurt. I'm devastated. I know. I, I can understand your pain because, you know, I too enjoyed Inferno. That song definitely was a bop. You know, definitely hyped me up for the start, you know, Fire Force, but it didn't get me to finish Fire Force. But, you know, it got me hyped to watch it. To, you know, just the intro was fire, which I think was the best thing about Fire Force. But, you know, Tank is just like, it's always going to be smooth bop. And I'm sure all the people that listen to it will be like, oh, this is kind of fire, but not as fire as inferno i'm sorry i, I see that's how I agree. it's not as fire as inferno uh but look I, i'll try and take my l graciously um we'll be next we'll be back next time with inferno with some um new voters i won't i won't rig the votes i promise uh but hey, i'm gonna invite hey, you all know, my friends to the votes again you know invite them all to the current run my fade now for the art tournament you know we're not gonna mess with the votes so if you mess with it that's on you but you will you will be receiving a call from hr if you do mess with the votes, Hold just up, so I, you know, I can get a call from HR myself. Okay. It doesn't you happen, it, but if you know, if you mess up enough, you will get a call because I will have to inspect and, and you know do a proper investigation. Just then you know. Is that all you complain for today, sir? I I just need I need a, I need a revote. I need a, a losers bracket. I'll take it. Um, well, I'll take it. I'll take uh, it this time. But but next time we we're not going down so graciously. Well, I will confer with my partner Leek, and I will get back to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime.
Yo, yo, what's up, Supernovas, and welcome back to the Worst Generation Podcast. I'm your host, GB, a.k.a. Eustace Urameshi. That's what I'm Eustace going with today. Eustace <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> Eustace Urameshi. I had to get rid of the bag, but I'm going to get back in it later. Uh, on today's pod, we're going to be talking about arcs. Uh, this is a part of a kind of three series that we are tying to the Run My Fade that One Piece Leak is running on Twitter right now. So uh, you're going to have to tune into all three to get the full feel. But this one is going to be especially explosive because we have special guests on this episode. Um, before we get into the actual episode, of course, let me introduce the crew and those guests. First up on the crew is our resident YouTuber, Sensei LaGlove. Yo, man, what's cracking, man? It's your boy, Sensei LaGlove, the ball head, black anime nerd, the ball barbarian, the ball head bitch smacker, the ball <laughs> blastoise. <laughs> King the Glove, Blastoise. Mr. Gloves off, first of his fucking name, long may he fucking ring. What's going on? The Ball Blastoise is the now my Blastoise. favorite one. <laughs> the Ball Blastoise is crazy. Blastoise. Yeah, it's not my favorite one. But isn't isn't Blastoise bald? I'm trying to... He, he Blastoise is bald. is bald, yeah. He is bald. Okay. He is a turtle. <laughs> Can you still add bald on top of that if he's comes double, bald standard? Double bald. Double, Double ball. Ball. It's he's just ball, his skull. Black, so I'm black and ball, so it's ball. It's levels to ball. It's, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna just have to take your take your word for that one. Um, next up after Sensei Glove is the Twitter manager and first mate of the pod, One Piece Leak. Yo yo, what's good? It's One Piece Leak, aka Mr. Run My Fate, aka I am not touching anything in this fucking room. What's good, y'all? Hope y'all been turning in for the Run My Fade tournaments. Can't wait to give y'all this next one with these special guests. Stick around and stay tuned. <laughs> AKA, I'm not touching anything in this room. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Master D at the Toxic right, Boys shout out to Rome, episode. <laughs> Disgusting. Nigga na- nasty. <laughs> um, and last but not least, we have two very special guests on the pod today. Um, both of these guests are from Project Manga. If you've been listening to our episodes, you will know that we've had Mon- Project Manga on our podcast a couple times, but it's usually uh, Noxie, the voice. You'll recognize him uh, by his voice, most likely. Yeah. But um, Project Manga is a pod of four bright, enterprising individuals, and we have two more of them with us today. So for the first time ever on the Worst Generation podcast, podcast I give you Eagle and Nickums, and you guys can introduce yourselves in any order. Yo, what's up, everybody? Eagle here. And Nickum, what's up? And uh, like GB was saying, we are one half of the Project Manga podcast, a weekly Shonen-centric podcast review channel that covers six of the hottest titles coming out of Jump. And uh, yeah, come check us out, man. It's lit. You may just hop straight into routine, G. I love that shit. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Holy fuck. Knox got him trained, man. I need to do it I need to get on y'all, man. <laughs> um, yeah, you man. Go here. He... Make sure you say it just like this, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> or else, <laughs> this... yeah, that's off the cuff, bro. Can you imagine like Knox behind the scenes doing like media day with them and shit? Like one thousand percent having meetings with these niggas. <laughs> I mean, we talk several exactly times a week, so there's a lot of meetings for sure. We're, we're talking exactly. constantly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, bro, you're not going to say that. Y'all for sure got a, a, a script. A, a script, script the, the yeah. card to go down. 
Sounds I fucking good though, love right? it though, man. <laughs> It's a, it sounds great. I, that it was my first clean, thought. Like, man. man, that shit sounded clean. Like, that's well rehearsed. Uh, yeah. Good shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going, not I'm even start, that clean when I'm I go start on doing the pods. That shit. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that shit when I go on other pods. Like, especially if it's me and another nigga. Yeah. Yo, what's up, this sensei? Yo, what's up, this leak? And we are one half of the... No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Do it. Just take it. But you, but you, you got to do the math. You got to be like, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we, are, we roughly we are, like 30, we 32%. Are we are two-fifths. Exactly. <laughs> two-fifths of the Worst Generation podcast. Two-fifths of the Worst Generation podcast. <laughs> Where we have drinks on Wednesday nights and sit up and talk <laughs> shit about anime. <laughs> tune in, tune in for our weekly streams that are coming soon uh, exactly. in 2021. Exactly. Sup, guys. Yeah. So getting into the getting into the topic. Uh, first up today, I want to do a yay or nay. Um, for those of you guys that are newer to the pod, and uh, for Nickums and Eagle, because I don't know if you guys are familiar with yay or nay, it's basically like a debate style uh, segment. I put a topic up there, and you guys just take a side, one or the other. And okay. uh, defend that side. Sure. So uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna do volunteers today. Leaker Sensei, which one do you want to volunteer? And then Eagle and Nick. We literally both just did. One. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we but... literally both just did. Can one, we? Can bro? we? Okay, wait. Is it in bad? Is it in bad taste to have the guests the guests do yay or nay against Hell each other? No, I guess it's I not. Because y'all, no, no, y'all, y'all debate y'all debate each other every episode. We do, See, we so do we. sometimes get into it. We do, we do. Okay, so... Nick and I are usually the coolers, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we can do it. Uh, okay, so yay or nay. Uh, the, the topic is going to be, uh, since we're talking about arcs, I want to know which one is more important. Uh, one of you guys is going to make the case for world development, so the expansion of the world, uh, kind of adding in those extra aspects. Mm-hmm. And then the other one will make the case, case for like character development, like advancement of either the main character or those uh, supporting characters around him in the cast. Shoot. Okay. Eagle, you can pick whichever one you want. I'll do the other ones. Follow me. Um. Oh, I like that. He talking shit. He said, I'll son you either way, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. I got the bag. My Duffy is deep. Um, I'll take character development. All right. Okay. So I'm I'm defending world then? Okay. You go first. You're defending world. So Eagle, you're going to go. And then Nickums, you'll have a rebuttal. Eagle, you'll have one more chance to say what you want to say. And then Nickums, you'll have the final say. And then we'll let the people on Twitter decide once the episode airs. Good chance. Let's do it. Okay. So um, I guess my main argument for why, I mean, personally, I would say character development is a little more per, uh, important than world development is because I feel like developing your characters can constantly keep you invested in the story and keep shit interesting where like if you develop your world too quickly, it can get overwhelming and just like you can kind of get lost in that aspect of the story. Like, man, the story seems really interesting, but like, how are we ever going to get to all this fucking world? And like, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but like Hunter Hunter, man, like that's a lot of fucking world that it doesn't seem like we're ever going to get to. If you know what I'm saying. All right, so it's Uh, my turn then? Yep. All right, shit. Okay. So um, good point. Good point. Um, Now, in terms of the too quickly, though, with world building, like too quickly is, is executing, you know, good or poorly on world building right so like 
now characters there you can have stories that like the characters die right say like attack on titan tons of characters dying all the time so you know presumably you don't necessarily need to develop those characters as much because you're just going to kill them off right mm -hmm. where the world is always there so you do have to develop it well because you're always going to be in that world potentially right it that's might a, be spamming. That's, that's, a, that's a solid fact. <laughs> that is a solid fact. That's hard to rebuttal on. Uh, last, la um, last bullet. Give it to him, G. Give really? it to him, G. Hey, like Give said. it to him, Eagle. Let's get it. I'll say this. <laughs> Even though I just said that. If you, if you don't have properly developed characters, even if you are killing them off quickly and they don't matter... Mm -hmm. that that cheapens it a bit yeah because even characters like like um i'm not super familiar with attack on titan but like i know you brought up connie mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think of other characters who have died they still were very well developed in my opinion you got a lot with them for sure for sure yeah and then connie's still alive in attack on titan but oh yeah um but re regardless it's a very good point that like um if you don't develop them, their deaths won't hit. You know what I mean? So, like, you yeah. do have to develop them, develop them a good amount. Um, all right. So, I get one more point in terms of world building. Let's see. Let's see. Um, ah, it's hard because I do I do personally agree that character building is better or is yeah, more important than, than world building. But that's that challenge, boy. But let me, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can convince you all here. All right. So, hmm. All right. So, you don't necessarily – you do need to develop them some – to make the death hit and uh now world building though like not only do you need to develop your world you know say attack on titan it's like one world you know what i mean you're not really like developing too much over the course of the story like say one piece you're de you're constantly developing new worlds with all these islands you know what i mean um and you can certainly use world building to a huge advantage if you do it properly as you say well paced then you can make the story like hugely full of wonder, you know what I mean? Like say mm. Toriyama, One Piece, um, even Naruto, you know what I mean? Like we're going to all these different villages and just like seeing all these different, you know, ways they set up their cultures and shit. So it's like, you can, you can really make a story hit with some good world building. Um, and maybe that can compensate for poor characters, but I'll leave that yep. up to the, uh, to the audience to decide. Uh, of course, most that. definitely we're gonna have to leave it up to the, to the audience to decide. Uh, good job, Eagle and Nickums. Thanks y'all for participating in this year and nay. Um, I do have a personal question real quick, uh, and this is for everybody on the pod. Um, do you guys think a story is more likely to survive with bad world building or bad character development? Just the thought that came to me while you guys were going back and forth. Bad character development. Bad world building, right? Because Hero's still around. <laughs> Hero's one, of the, most popular. Hero's one of the most popular series out right now, and it's Funny literally show. only in Japan. And that's like all character development, right? Like high villain development high all these you know students being super developed but like the world know, is like gee. underdeveloped you could say right yeah that's a good point but, for sure so so wait 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 wait. that's a fact because my hero has like some of the trashiest world uh, world building ever has but, no world building at right. all exactly Bro, we, so, but, but we've, but, we've but, seen but, other but, schools exactly wait they right up the block <laughs> but my thing is g but my thing is g it's hella series where like characters remain stagnant and don't really change that we still fuck with too too right yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me personally, I think uh, I think character building is what I more look for in a story. World building is great, and like Nickel said earlier, uh, it does keep the 
keep the story interesting. Like it keeps the story full of wonder. I think is the mm-hmm. is the is the phrase that you use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but when those characters are bad in the story, it's kind of like fuck, man. I, I don't even care if this character explores the world because they're not they're not doing it in a way that I want to see anyway. Yep. Uh, so it really it takes me out of it. So I yeah. personally prefer character or I need the character development to be in there because mm-hmm. if the world is shitty like in Hero which is a great point um, I still will tune the fuck in because I care about the characters it's the, another, opposite like, for, it's the opposite for me G oh sure Same. Work. Same <laughs> like, for I need real, world building I need, I need world, world building bro because but how do you how do you guys deal when the, when the characters are not interesting? Like how do you even stay in tune with the world? Because I, I because of the world is the low, yeah the exactly. world yeah the like world the lower what's the, the mystery what's trash. going on yeah exactly like, it's uh, so the much fight's how you understand gonna be good world. eventually <laughs> like I'm gonna see a fucking fight and I get to see the the crazy ass lore that's going on like I, I care way more about that than I do mm. them developing characters. Now I'm not gonna say I don't appreciate great characters like or right. like well-developed characters because i know a lot of series that have um a lot of well-developed characters hunter hunter berserk like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. a lot of those series have very well-developed characters but i care more about the lore and the world building for mm-hmm. sure now counterpoint counterpoint though like you, you have all these stories <laughs> that are that are completely centered in japan right the world uh-huh. building is almost non-existent because the setting is modern day Japan and characters are all you have you know what I mean characters magic system fights but you don't need world building in those scenarios you know what I mean and it I still mean, can slap yeah I'm not saying it, it I, I think my hero academia has made the hits so right yeah I mean, it, I mean it's one of them it things where I'll, yeah I'll read it and then I'll be like I'm reading this because I'm reading it but I'm not that emotionally invested in it exactly and, mm-hmm. and then, that's what's really crazy because the same thing really can go for any series so yeah. like I, I think I got into it. I don't want to say I got into it, but I had a conversation with uh, somebody in a chat about it was like a My Hero chapter that dropped versus a One Piece chapter that dropped. Mm-hmm. Both was like good chapters, but the one guy was like, "Nah, bro, My Hero like blew uh, One Piece out of the water this week because he cared more about the characters that was on that panel." Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he cared yeah. more about the characters that was on that page versus that action that was happening in this chapter. And I'm like, that's fair, bro. If you care about those characters, that's perfectly fine. But like if you don't, then it's just whatever. The same thing with uh with Leak. Not to throw you out there, G, but like Leak does, <laughs> doesn't care as much about uh doesn't care as much about FMAB and the shit that's going on. He don't think it's trash, but he doesn't care enough about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just not attached to it. Like yeah, at all. Yeah, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. And that's because the that's because just the world is not grand enough for you. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that it's not grand, it's just I don't know. It's, it's like it's not missing anything, but it's missing something that made me emotionally invested. He, right? He don't have that. He don't have that emotional connection to it. That's probably, and that shit can happen like to people for a multiple, like a multitude of reasons. He like yeah, it could exactly. be the time, the time that you watched the shit, like how old you were when you seen it. The, yep. the, the was you week to week? Did you binge it? You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It's a lot of factors that can like play into how you feel about a, a, a an anime, uh, yep. especially outside factors like. If I like, I know a lot of people who don't like to be overly, and maybe I'm talking too much, but to don't like to be overly, uh, like have their expectations, have expectations thrown at them hellas. So like yeah. a motherfucker who's never seen Cowboy Bebop or Full Metal, mm-hmm. let somebody like you know have 50 people telling them every day, oh this shit is the greatest shit ever. Da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now mm-hmm. they're gonna go in watching it if they're this type of person. Let me give you a prime example like, of that. 
this got to be the best shit ever. And if it's not, this shit is trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all bugging. I got a prime example of that. Like, I got a buddy who has never watched anime in his life. And I recently put him on to Hunter Hunter. And if I bet you if I'd have sat there pissing in his ear about, oh, this is the greatest series of all time. You're going to fucking love this. This is one of the most highly acclaimed series. Godly animation quality. Perfect pacing. Story compelling as fuck. God tier. Like, he would have been like, yo, I'm not trying to watch this shit really. But, like, I literally just, he was like, bro, like, what do you think would be a good anime to watch for me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bet. Threw that shit on up on Netflix. And we sat there and watched, like, 10 episodes. And he was like, yo, this shit is tight. And fucking literally went and seen him today. That was like a few days ago. He was like, yo, I'm done with that shit, bro. Are there any more like that? And I'm <laughs> same like, same shit happened. Same shit happened to my profile, bro. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh no, I got to talk to, I got to talk to the boys and see if I can get you any other recommendations. Cause that's like, a, that's a, that's a T one, bro. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard to match. <laughs> what the, uh, one pissing in his ear is, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. And that shit was just. <laughs> I got it, but I was like, "Why pissing in his ear?" But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, back to the back to the <laughs> that shit just caught me off guard. Back to the uh, to the arcs. Uh, so yeah, um, I some of us are more drawn to the world development. Some of us are more drawn to the character development. Uh, the main purpose of an arc uh, and how arcs are used in anime and manga is that we're trying to uh, move that character from point A to point B. Um, and it's not necessarily, uh, doesn't always have to be the main character. It can be like a supporting character. It can be, uh, you know, the villain, uh, more mm-hmm. often than not, it's going to be the main character or a cast of characters. Uh, we want to move them from point A to point B. And, um, there are some interesting techniques that can do that. Uh, and there are some pitfalls like <clears throat> Eagle said off back. If the, if the, if the mangaka f- focuses too much on, the world development aspect of that they can grow the story too fast and then you lose the characters in that world and they don't quite catch up mm-hmm. uh so that can be overwhelming it can take you out of it um you can have just bad character development overall and then if you know the readers don't connect with the characters as they're reading through that arc then they don't feel the same impact that you want them to feel and you end up having your series lost mm. uh, with the arcs uh we, we understand how the character development and the world building come together to kind of make them work. Uh, but there are other elements that go into an arc. Uh, it's going to be, you know, what are those conflict points? How are you setting up uh, relationships between these different characters and things like that? So first off, I want to hear from you guys your favorite arc and then kind of what are the things about that arc that make it stand out to you above the rest, that make it special? Uh, we'll start off with uh, One Piece Leap on this one. So, like, one of my favorites, like, all-time favorite arcs is in Magi. Um, I think it's called, mm-hmm. like, the Co-Empire arc, I think it's called. But um, it's essentially Hakuryu going back to essentially reclaim his homeland. Like, you have the world building that you've been getting throughout the whole story of what happened to him, what happened to his family, why is he not the king and he's finally going back with enough power, he believes, to basically take the throne back. And in the midst of that, you're getting character reveals, you're getting world building, and you finally get this clash between him and essentially his cousins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's basically like a fight for the throne. And not only does it have impact on his personal journey, but it impacts the overall story of like what happens next. Um, so for me, what's, what made it so good was the stakes were high, 
you were already invested in this character's story and you were invested in how this shit was going to play out because he already had to fight one of his best friends and damn near like killed him essentially i mean of course i'm not gonna spoil shit but he damn near like killed his friend like because he was standing in his way so it's like these are things that draw you into the story and make you invested in what's going to happen and how things play out um and so for you has the has a person who likes character development what what would you say was the the best part of that in the arc well i, I lean towards world develop world building but for his character development it was basically seeing like how he was going to basically take back what was rightfully his and like because he already damn near like betrayed his own morals along the way and it's like is he going to get what he really wanted and is it going to feel worth it at the end because i mean a lot of times on the path it takes for you to get somewhere you end up losing yourself along the way and you get what you want but a lot of times you feel empty so i was really invested in figuring out like okay if he does pull this off will it be worth it for him will it end how he want will he have the satisfaction help will he even succeed and like they just made me like much more invested in what was going on in the overall story that is Magi. Uh, that's fire. I, I'm not as deep into Magi as you, so I definitely got to catch up and check that out. I'm always getting new arcs from y'all. I feel like since we started the pod, I keep getting more series, more arcs, more characters, more things I got to check out. And the more my list grows, the more overwhelmed I'm feel, And I'm like, damn, how am I keep up <laughs> with all this shit? Which is like a good thing I got the time for this now, but a couple months ago I didn't, and I was just feeling like, man, I'm a, I'm slowly getting behind. Like Nickums told me, he's current on 45 different series. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that. That's no ridiculous. fucking way, bro. There's no. <laughs> you fucking want me to read them off? You want me to read them? No, off? I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> no, bro, we don't. We don't. This is we only have take you long. The podcast. <laughs> I'm literally thinking about. I'm literally thinking about what your Fridays would then look like. Like, ain't no way I would be spending the majority of my day reading manga. Yeah, you, you definitely cruise through a lot of them pretty quick, you know what I mean? Like, I'm reading, like, Me and Robico, one of the new Shonen Jump manga. I'm just, like, flip, 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 you know, like, you know, in, enjoying it, but, like, certainly not going, like, panel by panel and going super deep in a lot of them. How many would you say? Because um, I pulled up to watch your... Was it... Are, are you doing Radiant right now? Yeah, Radiant right now, yeah. Yeah, I pulled up to watch you do Radiant on um, Twitch. How many would you say, like, you're going into detail like you did with Radiant? Like you're doing Radiant? I mean, definitely, like, the ones we cover on the podcast, we're covering, like, 10 series, including Patreon. Um, those, all those chapters, say, like, every week I read, like, both of those, um, all those chapters, like, twice over, at least. Deep. Um, mm. And then, like, Radiant, obviously, like, reading it live, doing voice, you know, voice acting kind of stuff, and reading, you know, the um, sound effects and shit, like, that's, that's pretty deep. Um, y'all be and, reading, you be doing voice acting, G? I always wonder. You, have, you, have, you haven't pulled up to the live reads. I, right? I want to I do live reads when we start streaming on Twitch, but like. Good luck with has, that, nigga. Bro, because <laughs> they're all here, they are here like. They all look at the sound effects. Swiss? <laughs> bro, that is, the reason why, that is the reason why I don't like Yo. doing uh, live reactions to One Piece chapters, bro, because sure. I can't, like, it's just too weird for me, like, it's too weird for me to like read first of all read aloud but mm -hmm. then to read to want to read in their voice how i think it's being like said it's yeah. just it's too difficult for me like i'd be i'd be having to join up bro 
I'll be having niggerize it, bro. The 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 <laughs> I mean nigga, I mean that's the point though. People pull up for like it's still art at the end of the day, so like you still yeah. have your aesthetic. So if you want to niggerize it, niggerize it. I think as long as you're in the Definitely. same lane, like if you get that if if it's a character say you think has a raspy voice and you go with the raspy voice and then you get the the sub or the dub and he has like a harder, like stronger raspy voice, that's a feel good moment because like you were in the right area yeah, of where you were going with that character. Point. But I think I feel like the embarrassing moment is when like You've been doing this character, and he has a voice like this when you're doing him, and then all of a sudden, like the the anime drops, and that character is really, how's everybody doing? And then yeah, you yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but you, dude, that time man, you just gotta go ahead and bust out that cat. Hell no, G. Hell no, G. Yeah, I gotta imagine trying to do the last. Bro, ain't no way, bro. You imagine trying to do the laugh? <laughs> Ain't no fucking way, bro. No, you want to hear the most that, embarrassing uh, shit? Like, I was reading Jigan before Radiant, and uh, there's a lot of, like, sexual content in Jigan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a seinen manga. And right. it was uh, Are you very, acting out very sex awkward. Scenes? It was, yeah, that was, that was very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> My wife literally like walks into the room and like gives me this, gives me this look like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that moment, that moment you're in the room making sex sounds, calling somebody else summer. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, what is going um, on? But since, since we're on the subject of, of you being current on 45 series, uh, out of all the series and everything that you've read, watched, and consumed, do you have a favorite arc? Definitely, definitely. My my favorite arc for me is uh, the Golden Age arc of Berserk. You know what I mean? The classic OG, like the entirety of the the 1997 Berserk anime. Just I've seen that anime like ten times. You know what I mean? And I've read the manga version, you know, a good like four times. It's one Man of those of one, culture. Yeah, yeah. One one of those arcs that just is like. One of the best things ever written by humanity, you know what I mean? In, in my that opinion, is a fucking fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, in terms of why, I mean, if if y'all know Berserk, you know why. But like, you know, the the relationship between Guts and Griffith, super powerful, especially considering at the beginning of the arc, you're you're basically told, or before the arc, beginning of the anime, or before the arc, you're basically told like Griffith is a bad guy, right? But then the entire arc is, you know. Griffith is the hero. Your Griffith best is, friend. <laughs> Guts' is best friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the, uh, the, Golden, the Golden Age arc is what I watched in the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the first okay. uh, first two movies, I think. Uh, yeah. All three all three movies. Three yeah, movies, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, and of course, the Eclipse. The Eclipse at the end of those movies or the end of the anime. Um, one of the biggest moments in, in anime and manga history, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to not love the Golden Age arc, for sure. That is a fact. Good shit. Personal uh, favorite part is the is the eclipse, the part, the plot twist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it goes from like a low fantasy in in what I mean by that is like Berserk is like uh, swords and shields and castles and horses, but not very much magic. I mean, there's Zod, obviously, um, this huge demon apostle type thing, and you're like, what the hell is going on there? But, but like even then, yeah, that was exactly like a whoa, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what, yeah. But that, then the eclipse maybe, maybe is like maybe that's a one off. Like maybe yeah. Then the eclipse happens, and it's like, okay, there's there's literally monsters, there's literally magic, there's literally evil gods that you know control everything, and it's like, oh shit, okay, here we go. Now we're in the next phase here. <laughs> yeah, that shit was wild. I love mm -hmm. it. You speak I personally, I personally felt like the movies were excellent. Uh, shout out to Sense of the Glove for convincing me to watch them. Yeah. Was it you or was it was it? No, I think it was you because I I don't think Leek was reading me. at that point. Yeah. No, we played. Uh, shout out shout out to Sensei for putting me on game. Uh, the movies were excellent and 
it's probably the only reason why I feel like I need to start the series at some point. Cause read up until that watching shit, the, Yeah, since they got me to read that shit, and that shit is heat. Up until, <laughs> so read it, don't watch it. I mean, you already watched the movie, shit. so read it now. Still, yeah, still read that read shit, that bro. Shit. Yeah, e- either way, it's um, phenomenal. I found I found an anime um, on the Mm-mm-mm. online, and I was Mm-mm. like, oh, okay, easy way out. I'm gonna just watch Mm-mm. an anime. Mm-mm. No, I don't do that. Mm-mm. Okay, well, the movies got me really interested in the series because up until that point, uh, I had I seen screenshots of Berserk before, and like, of course, I've heard about it, but I hadn't really seen anything. I was like, eh, I really want to check it out. I just seen occasional pictures of this guy with an extra large sword. He was missing an eye from time to time, I think. <laughs> and I was just like, eh, whatever. Like, same one, you've seen them all. Right. And then the movies, the movies are fucking cracked. The plot twist, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. saw it coming, but I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't see it happening like that. I ain't know it's going to go down like that. For sure. Yeah, for the anime, so, you can only do the 1997 anime. Everything, no, like, no, the 26, no, no, no. 2016 Berserk anime is just trash. It's, Call it's, me crazy, so but I, I enjoyed the other anime. Like the wow. newer, the, the CG shit. Yeah, there was oh, a couple of good moments, but like it's the CG is just too bad for me. Yeah, At times CG, it is bad. But like, I thought they actually did it. You liked right. all the rape scenes, you know? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Wildin'. <laughs> yeah, he was out of pocket for that. Yeah, what? Bro. Come on, <laughs> they, they animated those terribly. Yeah. Why would I care about how they animated the rape scenes? It was a joke. <laughs> but I, those were the no, it was a joke. So <laughs> on, on some pocket, on some deep dark pocket of YouTube or Pornhub, there's a streamer right now that's going through the Berserk 2016 anime uh, rape scenes. Like, oh, this animation is just just vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> That was the most memorable. Like that was the moment because I was always wondering how they was gonna do the rape scenes. From that arc that they did, sure. I'm like, how are they gonna do this? And then when I saw the episode, I'm like, this is fucking terrible. You would think they would just gloss over him. Oh, you talking about the horse? No, not the horse. No, I'm talking about in the 2016. They raped the horse? No, I ain't gonna. No, no, I ain't gonna spoil spoil that for you. But I'm talking about the trolls. The horse did. Oh, the trolls. Oh yeah, that was. That was intense, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the trolls. Yeah. The other plot twist I just get is that Berserk is actually bestiality just in written form. Cool. There's literal, there's like... a lot of rape, bro. There's yeah. penis monsters at a certain there, point. You legit yeah. And vagina monsters. Yes. Like, a, lot, a lot of those. A lot of those, too. Monsters with heads and limbs that have, like, the heads of dicks on the end of them. Yeah, that's that's low-key where I felt this chapter of... Uh, one of the chapters of Jiu-Jitsu I was reading was going because one of the monsters clearly had a penis was a and it was a clearly a dick and then the the scene was like he was kind of being lecherous towards a girl moving towards the girl in one of the panels i was like man if this shit turns into some curse rape shit Whoa. oh out, like bro. in the anime when uh nobara is about to be eaten by that toad giant toad curse or whatever like that thing had a fucking dick it was disgusting because <laughs> like, up until that point the curses hadn't really had sexual parts like that like they've yeah. all been disfigured and either the penis was missing or like there's some hands or mm-hmm. some eyeballs or something's happening but this one clearly was a dick and i was like why well, at this dick now is this is this finna go left is this finna go? i think somebody would have told me though somebody would have mentioned it yeah it doesn't it doesn't go there but uh i guess they drew it for the shock factor or whatever well i kept telling myself this is shonen it's gonna be okay like <laughs> you funny as hell <laughs> No, because, bro, bro, that line hey, between Shonen and Sainin. Sometimes, sometimes some Shonens need to cross that fucking line, nigga. 
Sometimes they do. Not that's, the rate line. What, I ain't saying the rate line. Got right, right. I'm saying like get a little bit more. Edgy. I was sure about the ass. Yeah, these well, are like not, not what the rate line. Not the rate keep, line. You got to keep in mind like the demographic it's aimed at, bro. I know, but yeah. like. Yeah, which basically. is which is still on the upper the upper echelon of understanding for that demographic. I was just tweeting about that on Twitter that it's crazy mm-hmm. that um the as I'm reading through I'm just learning about Mojito and I'm his conversation with uh Junpei. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like, Do bro, the concepts No, oh, I'm wow. I, no spoilers. <laughs> the con- the concepts He's that they cover in that conversation, I'm like, it's wild that the target audience for these conversations and these arcs that they're that are going on right now and Kaizen are, you know, junior high. Right. And it definitely kids. I mean when you look at like the stories that used to be around, it has I, I think trended to a more edgy Mature. Uh, mature vibe and in jump overall, but like still, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people like getting savaged and you know dismantled and raped and shit like insane. And but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it. I mean, definitely, it could be. It could be darker for sure. Or I won't even say darker. It definitely can be more graphic and explicit yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, it ain't, I ain't saying niggas got to rape niggas, but give me a little bit more graphic shit. Like, right. But the the dark if, the dark concepts see, are there. If I could Go see ahead. white beards half a face every 10 chapters I'll be happy Whoa. if I can see Kiku getting her arm fucking sliced off every Shit. 10 chapters well, I'll be happy G the problem with that is Oda's on record saying like yeah I don't like drawing all that though yeah That's he's not saying, he, like, don't, he don't in, even in like shonen, killing characters bro yeah, in, any, any shonen, yeah. in any shonen not just one piece I'm saying in any shonen mm-hmm. if they could right, do right, that right, level right. of graphic shit often like I'll be happy that'd be intense um, it would be intense because, like, where do you draw the line at that point? I think, like, the main line I have between... Because the concepts in Shonen get really dark. And, like, the things they explore with their character development, uh, it's up there. like, kind of understanding of at least what I... Or us as Westerners probably look at what a 12-year-old should be thinking about and experiencing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's much different in the East. And they're just like, eh, this, is, this is a normal day. Like, they should, they should yeah. know these concepts. Shit, though, but, these days... Uh, Kids got phones at eight and they're fucking beating off to Pornhub at nine. So, bro, that shit, yeah. that's that's crazy. That shit is ridiculous, bro. You can't even you can't even shoot yet, bro. You just dry heaving <laughs> at nine. Like, yeah, like that's weird, bro. That shit, shit. is wild. You don't care. I didn't even know that masturbation <laughs> was a thing until I was fourteen years old. You said what? I didn't even know that masturbation was a thing until I was fourteen years old. Dead I can't say that I remembered when I discovered. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know the exact age, but <laughs> I definitely, I definitely remember. Because like you knew porn, people. you knew porn was a thing, but you just thought it was just a like. Well, at least me, I just thought it was just a thing that adults watched. I didn't know that there was sure. a purpose for that type of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'm pretty sure I knew before 14 that masturbation was a thing, but I just I don't no. remember the moment where I was like, oh hey, look at this. Hell no, but, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. No, I ain't gotta go move. get all the graphics into it. <laughs> Change your life. <laughs> I mean, why, since you since you in a talking mood, <laughs> tell me about your favorite arc, bro. Uh, one thousand percent Marine Ford, bro. Y'all knew it was coming, man. Ooh, Y'all good knew one. it was coming. Uh, Marine Ford is the greatest. Mm, I haven't read Kingdom, so fuck Kingdom. It's the Whoa. greatest. It's the greatest. <laughs> it is the greatest war ever written. Uh, I have like. It's just, it's an arc that speaks to me in so many different fucking ways, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's like the culmination of crazy ass world building. Uh, the character moments are fucking insane. The reveals are insane. Mm-hmm. The fights are, mm, but the clashes are insane. The implications that the results of the shit happen, like insane. Like it's, it's just so fucking much, bro. Like that's yeah. for anybody, any mangaka trying to end part of their story to tell another part of their story. That's like the perfect way to do it, bro. I can't think of any other way or anybody that has done that. Like what by that I mean end a part of their story to tell another part of their story. Mm-hmm. Besides Tagashi. That mm-hmm. has done that. I was just finna ask you, do you think Marine 4 could have been an ending for One Piece if the anime had continued after that? Like will we have accepted Luffy would have like, had Luffy would have had to die. Luffy would have had to die and then you could have yeah. took it like like the uh like the ants. Basically. Then it would have just been become a story about a story about, I guess, Sabo and the revolutionaries, oh. which would have also been lit. That that would have been a terrible ending. I feel yeah, like I'm yeah, sure I'm sure yeah, Oda could have executed, but well, you but, well uh... wait, what do you mean by end of One Piece? Like you mean end of One Piece completely, or just like yeah, the end, the end of the yeah. story of Luffy? No, oh, like no, if no, if the no, anime. Okay. Let's say let's say One Piece was in the same situation as Hunter Hunter, where like the story uh, of Luffy is the story Oda is trying to continue, but he's not getting the chapters out as fast. And Marine for is just the point where the anime is like, fuck it, no, we're call, we're calling it we're calling it wraps that's, right that's here. A, it's a literal cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's exactly. a literal cliffhanger. I thought you were saying like the story of Luffy ends, and then oh, it would sure. just be another story. I'm like, that would be wild. That would be crazy. You could definitely do that. That yeah, o- Oda could do that. Oda could do that if anyone. <laughs> Oda you know could pull I mean? that off. As oh, a um, yeah. as a, another point in favor of Marine Ford, um, I guess are we good with spoilers for Marine Ford or one thousand percent, bro? Oh, okay, one thousand so like, percent good. So so like, uh, I'm pretty sure I, I heard this news many years ago. You know what I mean? But like, I'm pretty sure the volume of One Piece, the manga volume, uh, where Ace dies, I'm pretty sure that is the best selling book in Japan. Period. It is. You know what I mean? Like not just like manga, but like books. Like no, like more copies of that volume have been sold than any other book in Japan. Because yeah. it's like fact, it's it's so good. It's one of the it's again. It's like the eclipse in the fact it's one of the biggest moments in manga history. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, for sure. And fiction history, bro. Peak. F- fiction, yeah, fiction Peak. history. Yes, yes. Peak. <laughs> I feel yes. like I Thank feel like. You. I feel like Ace was yanked out of my hands, like especially. If bro, it was if, so emotional, bro. Yeah. Like we, it's like because, and that's why motherfuckers that not motherfuckers that hate Ace, but motherfuckers that feel like Ace is a poorly written character or we don't know shit about him. Da 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 da. You're absolutely right. We didn't know shit about Ace until that arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we found out and literally everything there was to know about him during that fucking arc. And it it was like the most important shit in the story at the time, mm-hmm. like literally, like <clears throat> this nigga is the chi- the child of the pirate king. What the right. fuck? Right. Why why do we not want to know that? You know what I'm saying? Like hell yeah! Oh, we definitely gotta save this nigga because if he die, ain't no more fucking pirate king running around. And just the fact <laughs> that like you have um he's he's scheduled to be executed, and there's a, there's like that tension: will he be executed? You save him. You're like yes, we saved him. And then it's like, you know, Akainu's like, oh, you're a bitch, you know what I mean? Like, come fight me. And it's exactly. like, you're like, no, no, don't <laughs> exactly. do it. And then and then when he 
He's like, yo, daddy guys. a bitch. What's up? He always <sighs> been a bitch. Bro, Damn. That shit. That shit please pissed me off. He a bro. shit stain. Hey, please tell me none of you niggas wasn't going to turn around somebody call your daddy a bitch while you was walking away. Yeah, it's hard to say no, but I mean, like, damn, that really hurts. Still, you know what I mean? You're like, no, I don't do, do it. Bro, I mean, you want to all the way to the fucking ship on his ass? Absolutely, like, bro. You, you gotta get out of there. That shit made me so mad. Boy, that he turned around. I was like, bro, come on. That's why my daddy just cracked you in the fucking ribs like you were too. his sons. Now get the I fuck out of here. You ain't too, shit, Akainu. But nah, G, you got you gotta say, hey, bro, don't talk about my dad. No, you, you gotta no. you gotta run my face. I, but me personally, like face, I have, me. I have. Your I dad have, is a like, young girl. You gotta let him wait, handle what's that funny smoke. Is, wait, wait, wait. This is what's funny though. So I, I pose this question, and I hate that we gotta get off topic, but I've been meaning to ask this to niggas. So let's assume Ace never turned around, right? Sure. Was Luffy was or was not uh, was Luffy going to go down regardless? What you mean? The reason why Ace had to sacrifice himself for Luffy was because Luffy fell down out of like exasperation. The nigga was at his limit. Like he had been, he had been up for over twenty four hours, mm. pumped with hella adrenaline and shit, and then his body gave out. So it was like fuck, I can't move no more. Which is why he was like on the ground. It wasn't because sure. Ace was like fighting a kainu. It was I can't move. So mm. let's say he never turned around and they kept running. What happens when he falls then? Yeah, that's a good question. I kind of always assumed that, like, if they had just kept running, they would have made it out fine. You know what I mean? Like, nah, they just would have bro. made it to the boat. But that's yeah, a good. That's a good. Away. It's a good question. It's a good question. I think uh, he was definitely if, gonna pass out. Again. Luffy was he definitely gonna pass out. I I posed the okay. I posed the question in my mind one time that what if Luffy? I mean, what if Ace instead of just stepping in front of him had moved him out the way or did some Grabbed shit like? Him. <laughs> grabbed him and ran like i feel like it was He's other fresh. options to him and in the same sense where like the space between yusuke and that card was bigger than what it looked like you couldn't just pick this kid up and keep you're moving yusuke you're you had to like that. dive and push him and lay there for the car to hit you <laughs> but, but without those moments without those moments you know like the story doesn't advance so like yeah. you, you but that's you what i'm saying like, he was he was 1000 percent still gonna while running oh. <laughs> like, oh. and then and so like now I'm thinking, okay, does a kaiju now take advantage of the fact that this nigga done fail? Because, but why? Not? I mean, like he was trying to kill both of them. Oh, so yeah, uh, most definitely a kaiju probably like bug stomps his ass as he's like still chasing Ace or some shit like that. But um, are you are you asking like does Luffy die in that moment if Ace doesn't no, come back I to think save the, him? I'm saying the situation wasn't good. like Ace was going to have to do that. I don't think sure, like man. I know y'all I know y'all was y'all trying to paint the narrative that you could just push him or you can you know kind of fly fly grab and like land somewhere else. But I just I I, I feel like the scenario was gonna have to play out where Ace was going to have to save Luffy regardless. The Which thing I didn't understand. The, the thing I didn't understand at the time and and. We didn't we didn't know much about Logia at the time, mm -hmm. and so for me, uh, hockey didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I I spent the entire time after Marine Ford and that time in between just like, okay, so uh, magma is hotter or thicker Why than fire, and it trumps fire, and like making all these theories around. So the Logia is just based in like 
the hotness of the Logia or the the modder or shit like that. Right. And the whole time it was hockey, like that kind of blew me. And then even when I was first getting my lessons on hockey, but not even just that, not even just that. Like he had to, he had to make a like as a logia, you have to make a conscious decision to make your body like that or not. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. So it did, but with hockey, you can hit the core. At the time, we didn't have that. So no. for me, I was just looking like Ace. Why? Why? Like why did you have to let him punch you? Like you couldn't just. But that's fire. The thing. It, it was it nothing was, else you could do. If he would have stood, let's say he would have let the punch phase through him, it would have hit Luffy. Right. That's why he had to make the choice. It has to hit me to stop from hitting Luffy. Or he couldn't say that. Like, I think in that instance, he did decide to make himself solid to stop the punch, but we do have explicit dialogue on that you can get to a a point in your Logia mastery where it happens subconsciously. Yeah. The intangibility. Yeah. 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 And I would also Um, say that, like, um, in terms of, was it inevitable that Ace dies? You know what I mean? Like as as you're saying, Sensei. Like you could you could say like, oh, he could just push him out of the way or like grab him. But those are not like very defensive positions. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, he pushes out of the way, then Akainu could just like move his attack. You know what I mean? So yeah. you at at some point, Ace basically decided like, no, I have to tank it. I have to take the hit to save my younger brother. Otherwise, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he might die. So the only way you can is... really ensure it is to take it. Which is crazy because could this he, whole could he art off a... was supposed to be him saving. Yeah, the exactly. rescue it, art. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Could it, that's, uh, why it hits, that's, why, that's why it hits so hard. That's yeah. why Would a sucker fire punch have worked? Nay. Nay? Not, that a, not shit enough. wasn't going to work. <laughs> not enough juice? He would have ate that and still got his insult. Punch his ass and they got mm-hmm. punched away. Um, that's a great yeah. point. Great point. Before before we get yeah, too far bad, off topic, to Eagle, uh, go ahead and give me a give me a favorite arc. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here. I'm gonna stick with One Piece, but my favorite arc is actually Arlong Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is Fair because enough. yes, sir. Arlong Park, as early as it is, and as as weird as it might sound to say, that's my favorite arc. I believe Arlong Park is one of the best arcs in One Piece because it it is the arc that establishes so much of what One Piece is truly about. Like, there's so many good emotional moments, good character moments, good fucking story moments in Arlong Park that, like, really convey what One Piece is supposed to be about, in my opinion. Like, freedom, dreams, Mm -hmm. friendship, (laughs) a a person's will. Like, the fact Mm. that fucking... (laughs) The fact that... Nami's sitting here telling Luffy, get the fuck out of my life this whole time. And he's like, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay here. This is what I want to do. And she finally breaks down and asks him for help. And that, dude, obviously that moment's great. And we get in the Arlong fight. The moments in Nami's chart room with Luffy are some of the best moments in the story for me where he's fucking realizing this room is really what's keeping her here because this is her life's work and it's in somebody else's name right now. So he starts destroying all the fucking charts and everything in the room. And as she sees the desks flying out of the building and shit and crashing onto the ground, all her charts getting, you know, soaked into the ocean and shit. Everybody else is like, what the fuck's going on up there? Only she realizes what's truly happening. She realizes that Luffy has figured out what the fuck is going on. She's shedding tears as the desk is falling. And like, the way he finds the bloody pen and he like when he grabs the shark sword after that and Arlong cannot fucking move it and he's like, yo, 
you made my fucking Nakama bleed. Like Aww. it's over. It's over, G. It's done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That to me is one of the biggest things in One Piece, right? Like friends or people in general fighting for the freedom of another person that they care about just because. Hell yeah. yeah That's one of the biggest things in One Piece, one of the biggest themes in One Piece to me. And I think Arlong Park sets that theme so fucking well. And That's like. A fact. That moment at the end when Luffy comes crawling up out of the rubble and just fucking (laughs) 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 like that shit is so fucking gas, bro, dude. Like Arlong Park is incredible. Well said. Well said. That was good shit. Arlong Arlong Park had me so fucking emotional the first time I watched it. And I and I hadn't I hadn't really um I hadn't really felt emotion like that in a while at the time and I was just like why is this shit got me so choked up like every part of it from uh, Nami's backstory about like as you get about like you find out about her mom and like that past and like how she ended up with these dudes in the first place mm-hmm. and then to like learn everything she went through and to find out that she's really shackled and Luffy breaker of chains and shit uh, Luffy Targaryen comes in and liberates the fuck out of her and I was just like bro that shit just had me mad emotional solid ass art choice Solid ass art choice. Damn. That's one of my favorite things about Luffy, I think, is the fact that even though he will openly flame you and call you a <laughs> pussy, if you don't have the balls to fucking chase your dream, he will fight for everybody's freedom because he believes everybody deserves to be free just because. Fuck yeah. You know? That's Luffy. Love it. Love it. GB, what's yours? For. For me, uh, I'm gonna go with the Gung Ho Guns arc and Trigun. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> my favorite arc okay. to me, that shit was the ultimate of everything anime and manga could be. Uh, at the time, I was only I wasn't even really reading manga like that when I was watching Trigun for the first time on Toonami, or was it on Dos Swim? It was on Toonami. Uh, and I had a couple mangas that I used to go read at Borders. We talked about this in an earlier episode. I had a couple mangas I used to go read at Borders, but I wasn't really heavy on it. <clears throat> and so I was watching Trigun. I always liked it because it was dark. Uh, I identified with Vash very quickly. This character that presents as this uh, fun-going, like, loving, just jovial character up top. But he really has, like, this, this dark underlying streak. And it really fit really well with the story. Um, but up until the point of the gung-ho guns you don't really have the chance to see Vash make the decisions that would have gave him that that dark character. Like, you see him, mm-hmm. and he's he's able to escape everything with some type of joking, uh, play it to the left, kind of, like, make it look like an accident-type situation. And really, mm-hmm. the darkest situation that he had was uh, the steam the steam burner uh, train arc where <clears throat> they were on that runaway stream tra- uh, steam train, and that one was really settled by the villain of the train just deciding that, hey, like, you know, I'm good. Like, it's a better way to do this. And it wasn't really him having to make the dark decisions. Gung-ho Guns comes along, and it's as if the whole story flips. Um, You don't get that happy-go-lucky Vash character pretty much after that point. He becomes all serious and all business, and then you see him making the life-or-death decisions that define who he is underneath the the happy character and you find out the happy character 
um, is who he was or who he wants to be, but it's not who he is. Who he is is this, this darker vash that has to decide between life or death daily, um, and the, the gung-ho guns really bring him out of that. The whole arc is just set up beautifully as he goes through the different guns, um, mm-hmm. and they take him through different trials of his life, and he experiences, uh, you know, he experiences things like sacrifice and, and death and imprisonment and everything as they break out of their shells and try to entrap him in the same things that they are slaves to. Uh, for me, Gun Ho Guns is just, it was everything that anime and manga should be. Uh, and really what catapulted Trigon to the top of my list as a kid, because I was like, oh shit, uh, like stories can be this fucking good? I didn't know. Yeah. And Gun Ho Guns was everything to me. I don't, I don't even know what else to say about it. The moment where uh, um, they come out and um, what's his name, uh, Lovato, Lovato mm-hmm. is yep, just Lovato. telling him like, Legato, this, I think from, actually. Legato, oh, yeah, Legato. Yeah, when yeah. he's telling him like, from this point forward, everything's gonna be different. Like it is now my mission to change your whole world and fuck everything up. Perfect. I didn't take that shit seriously at that point because, like, people had kind of said that before. They had kind of been, like, a thing. But, like, for me, this is when Trigun really starts, mm-hmm. is in this arc. And literally, exactly what he said, everything changed, and it fucked this whole world up. And as he goes through the through the, through the trials of each different gung-ho gun, I'm just like, I don't want to get spoilers because if anybody hasn't watched Trigun, you need to go watch that shit because it is the best um, people. I actually just watched that shit for the first time earlier this year. Congratulations. Oh, nice. fire. Uh, people tend to rank it like lower than a cowboy bebop. As if, I don't even put them on the same scale, but I guess since they both have like that Western vibe, people try to pit them mm. against each other. And, and they the want to say era, like Adult Swim back in the day, right? Yeah. yeah. They want to say it's less than cowboy bebop, but I don't even think they're And comparable. people are just toxic like that. Like nobody can <laughs> just, nobody can let things exist without just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So people try to compare it to cowboy <laughs> bebop. And if, if you've had that, uh, comparison given to you as a fan, please do not allow that to define your experience. Please go watch Trigon. Uh, the, and then read it, really, because the manga is absolute fire. But if you are, if you want to watch the anime, the anime is killer too. Madhouse got in their fucking bag and they did their thing. I will say that the anime is worth a watch and also the anime for Trigon has one of the most legendary OSTs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That song will make you think, bro. Like that song will get you in your fucking head. Which that is track. which is great after, especially once you get into the gung ho guns, because every episode is so much deeper yeah. than what it was. Like you go from the series where you're kind of just like you go from the series where you're eating appetizers to like here's the fucking entree. Every episode, <laughs> steak dinner, put it away, and I'm just like, damn. This is crazy. And then it, it always ends and you're just sitting there like, oh, shit, we just got fucked up again. Um, and, somehow, <laughs> and somehow they do this without it feeling like a monster of the week type vibe. Yeah. And so shout out, just amazing storytelling elements. I think my favorite thing is is how they develop Vash and give us the two sides of his personality. Uh, and with, yeah. I think that really defines the story of Trigon. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we all gave our favorite arcs and we talked about uh, what made them special, uh, whether it be character conflict, character development, uh, the plot twists that may happen, uh, world conflict and kind of establishment of a, of a story and uh, providing like the theme of what that story is going to be. Um, 
these are all essential elements that go into making a strong arc because these arcs, uh, these individual story arcs will all grow to be the overall narrative arc mm -hmm. uh, yes. and the plot for the story. So um, as we add those in, um, I kind of want to, hmm, do I want to talk about where it kind of goes wrong? I kind of want to talk about placement. Sure. Um, so like arc placement, where do you want to put a war arc right here or should the tournament arc be right here? I know that Sensei has a problem with the tournament arcs happening so early in the story because he feels as if like I haven't grown with these characters yet. Like I haven't learned the power system. I don't care about the world and shit yet. Like why are you giving me a tournament? That's not going to make me care. Mm -hmm. um, as far as placement, do, do you guys have any preference about where arcs reside in a story? Well, I think it all depends like on the story, right? Like I guess if you were talking about a, a story like Kingdom where the entire premise of the story is like the warring states it's a lot of a lot of battles going on obviously the 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 strategy is heavy to have the main character like if it if it were a different story than kingdom in a similar setting to have the main character start right out getting recruited into a war isn't that outlandish where mm -hmm. in another story it might seem a little quick you know like if we started right out in one piece with marineford we'd be like oh, oh so what the fuck is going on here right so I think that's probably the biggest determining factor, but I would generally say for me, war arcs later in the story, tournament arcs earlier. Sure. Or like another um, thing I could think of is like, uh, say, say, say take Hunter, right? Like when Hunter starts, Hunter, Hunter, it starts very um, bright, cheery, you yep. know, like, hooray, we're going to go take the Hunter exam and become Hunters. And it's gonna, <laughs> we're going to find my dad and it's going to be fucking awesome. And and isn't it great, uh, Mito-san? I caught a big fish, you know what I mean? And, and let's go be Hunters. And then over the course of the story, it gets darker and darker and darker, especially, you know, culminating in the Chimera Ants arc where it's, like, really brutal. People are dying. It's really dark. Goen is, like, losing his shit. Yep. Now imagine, imagine we started with the Chimera Ants arc, you know what I mean? Imagine we started with the darkness there. <laughs> You, you would assume it's like a story like Attack on Titan, you know what I mean? You'd, you'd assume it's a story that's dark the entire way through. And so certainly at the very least, it would impact um, people's perception of, of the story. And, and something like Chimera Ant Arc, that really hits because the previous arcs were more happy-go-lucky. And all of a sudden it's like, no, this shit is serious for the record. Um, <laughs> You've watched and, this 11-year-old kid get fucking stressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I was just saying, you can continue. You was in your bag. Oh, no, I mean, that's, that's about all I had to say. Basically, just, you know, to sum up or whatever, that, like, the placement of arcs in terms of oh. their tone can impact the tone of the entire story. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, like, definitely the order of when you put your, your you know, moments that really hit does does matter for sure. Um, the, the, the darkness that you talk about uh, in the ant arc, do you feel like if that arc was placed earlier in the story and then he goes um, and then they place like the happier, more chill arcs afterwards, do you feel like a different feeling towards gone and you're kind of like, I'm so glad he got out of that, like out of that space? Yeah, I think it would be a totally different story. I, and I think it would be worse off because of it. You know what I mean? I, I think part of part of what makes Hunter so hype is that it ramps up and builds up in this way that you, on the one hand, don't expect. And on the other hand, you know, you you see it, it It makes logical sense and you're right there on the edge of your seat the entire time like growing in terms of with with going and with like the the darkness of the story itself mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i will say like also just to dovetail off of that like 
logical sense point. Like as far as the power scaling goes, at least like if we went from the Chimera Antarctic oh, into yeah. like say Greed Island, mm-hmm. like if if gone <laughs> gone if you don't if you don't fucking wash Genthru's bitch ass, like get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't I don't know that they would have been able to do like the same kind of stories, but I was really more so speaking to the vibe. Like if he just goes to being the happy kid after that, because definitely um, I couldn't I couldn't even imagine like if they do like the hunter exams or anything. If anything comes after the Anarchy, you're like, bro, you've already watched the end of the world. come. Low key. That's exactly what happened. He definitely went back to being a regular kid. Oh sure, but it's you know towards the towards the end of the anime, so like at least we got like a, a good a good long build up for you know like a hundred something episodes before we get go back to the happy go lucky kid. But that's a great that's a great point that like he does yeah. eventually go back to basically being as far as we can tell a happy go lucky kid doing fucking homework and shit. <laughs> but we but the difference is we know him as a happy go lucky kid in the first place, so he really ah, yes. went back to who he was. Um, and the and the example that we're giving, we're saying if he had started off in the Antarc and he was just stressed from the start. Uh, like, how would you feel? And so, so to I guess, Eagle's point, what's up? I was about to ask a question. Oh, uh, yeah, so to Eagle's point, it, that probably would destroy the series because, you know, if you go to happy-go-lucky kid after that, one, why are you not watching all these people? Two, where's your fucking PTSD? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Three, uh, I kind of don't care about the rest of the stuff. Like, all these other things kind of pale <laughs> so much in impact and gravity to what you already went through with the ants. Now I'm just looking like, did the Mangaka give up? And he's just right. giving me filler, or what's happening here? But uh, go ahead, Sensei. Uh, my question is, how do y'all feel about... I'm sorry, I got some raisin canes. I'm about to smash. Um, <laughs> Bro, you stay eating that mid-ass uh, restaurant. <laughs> that's absolutely cap. Um, the sauce is the only thing that's good there. The sauce and the toast. The sauce and the yeah. toast. The toast is legendary, bro. I will, I will give you. I will give you the toast, but that unseasoned, weak ass, mid. dry ass chicken. Bro, that shit is extra mid, bro. About this chicken, I hit it with this uh, Chick Fil A buffalo sauce. Y'all, right. this shit, bang. Um, what was I about to say? How do y'all feel about stories that kind of start out that in that weird way where it doesn't really make sense, and then tell a story later? So that it makes sense. How do y'all? You mean like, like that? you mean like black cinema? Like I bet you wondering how I got here, or well, you mean like type shit, type shit? Like or look, think about Berserk, right? Okay, uh, sure, that just starts you right just, in the heat. Yeah, yeah, it started you literally a nigga fighting demons while five demons overlook him and he's you know yelling bloody murder at this nigga. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, what the fuck go is going to, on? Literally, bro. So how y'all feel about that? I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing as as uh, say a shonen manga, right? Where like it starts off, and you gotta in that first like long chapter, you gotta make it hit. You know what I mean? You gotta make it interesting. So you're definitely seeing some sort of conflict, some sort of ability usage, and um, you you almost don't want a lot of exposition. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what what he's doing right now is he's focusing his energy and connecting with the <laughs> demon world. You know what I mean? It's like it's like no 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 no, just just show me some cool shit and like let me learn over time. You know what I mean? Now. But Berserk is definitely like a, an example where it's like, like what chapter one he's like fucking some apostle demon chick, and you're like, what the mm-hmm. hell is going on here? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right on the first page, damn near. I'm pretty sure he's fucking the apostle demon chick, and then she's yeah. like, she's actually just a regular chick, and then turns into a demon, tries to yeah. yak on his ass. He yaks on her ass, <laughs> and then just yeah, it's what what the fuck. With <laughs> uh, <laughs> the. Uh... With, with starting you off on the shit, uh, to Eagle's point, like, you definitely gotta, 
you definitely got to win me over with that that meathead value. Like, that shit's just got to be cool as hell. Because I, I, I don't know anything that's going on, but I want to know. Like, you got to right. win me over with crazy-ass attacks and shit. I really don't even care how it works right now. If it's if it's looking good and it sounds good and the, and and the fight is heat and you find a way to make me connect quickly with whatever's happening, I'm gonna stick around and want to know. Uh, Cause as I as I think about it right now, uh, being relevant to myself, uh, jujitsu, I don't know what the fuck is going on with the with the power system at all. But they interdrew in, in the first chapters uh, when you get Gojo, he tells you like. Well, I'm the pinnacle of this shit. I'm it. I'm what it is. And then right. you get some shit from him, and it's cool. Like I don't need to know what I don't need to know what he did. I know it was cool. I know it worked. I know he kicked ass. And so now I'm invested in figuring out like how his powers work, and it gives you like a point of referral too. Like as you look to him, he's he's the kind of like that that sensei for yourself as the reader because you're looking back right. to what's happening. You're like, ah, he, okay, that's what happened. Similar to how hockey kind of works for me at One Piece, or worked for me directly after a time skip in One Piece, where mm-hmm. we saw these instances where like hockey was happening, but we didn't have a name for it and we didn't know what it was. And then you get hockey, and now you're able to like look back and reread, and you're like, oh, okay, yep, that's the all the physics. way back. To that's like how this shit went. Chapter three or some shit, right? Shanks, yeah, Shanks, yeah. Uh, Shanks staring down yeah. that all the uh, way back to Shanks. King, you know what I mean? So you're like, oh yeah. damn, like we've been doing and this it, the entire time. He didn't I, even tell me, damn. I, you're I looking at moments as well, yes. Oh, you're you'll, at you'll get some people arguing that you know that uh, hockey was not planned that early. <laughs> Kiko, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I will argue. I will argue that. I will argue that Oda had devil fruits and he knew that he had to balance out Logius in some way. Sure. And he knew he needed a concept like hockey, but he wasn't sure what that was going to be. Yeah. Um, and I feel like him yeah. doing moments of hockey, like Shanks' spiritual pressure in Chapter 3 and uh, everything else that happens uh, when you have Enel that's doing observation hockey and everything else. But what were they call it? Mantra. Mantra. mantra yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, when he's doing Mantra, I, I think that is him trying out these concepts and trying to see how they would work and how they look within the story, but him having quite put all the pieces together for hockey. And then once he had everything together, it's like, okay, here's hockey. I've refined it throughout the story, and everything just kind of adds up. Right. I've heard um, people talk about writers in terms of, uh, to do a quick tangent or whatever, like, you have, like, architects or you have gardeners, right, as two different types of writers. So, like, an architect is like, I make a plan. I'm going to write, you know, this story exactly as I have it planned, as if I'm building a house, you know what I mean? But then a gardener... You're, you're kind of like, I'm going to water this flower over here. You know, Shanks is, you know, spiritual pressure. I'm going to water oh, yeah. this flower over here, Enel's mantra. And it might blossom into a flower like hockey, but um, it's up to the gardener in terms of, like, how you're going to, what you're going to focus on and what you're going to grow over time. And it might blossom into something more than you planned originally. Yeah. Oda is 100% a gardener. Oh, easy. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> because he was supposed to, the, the final bosses of the series were supposed to be, like, the, the, the seven warlords at one point, weren't they? <laughs> it, it it seemed that way as but, as you're describing and you know in East Blue or whatever they hype wait, the seriously so, the, the yeah. hype was there right you know what I mean like oh yeah. the, they, they, don't, they don't mention the warlords until way later uh, or sorry the uh, the the Yonko or whatever until way later um, but the Shichibukai are definitely mentioned earlier um, yeah yeah I, I hadn't heard that but now I got to go read about that it's um, some maybe maybe I'm a little wrong but he said it's something along the lines of like he was like. Yeah, the the warlords were supposed to be some of the final bosses, but like once I started getting into their stories and what was with them, it just got to be too much. 
and I had to fucking write way more. Basically, he said the shit blossomed on him. Mm-hmm. I'm reading uh, a story right now from uh, it's an independent guy, it's the anime zero and blessed guy on Twitter. I've been trying to read his his manga. Um, mm-hmm. You guys may have seen him, may not have seen him. Uh, it starts off in a tournament. Sure. Uh, and then it feels like since you brought up the watering and the architects, it feels like he's just watering things from the tournament yep. and kind of just going from there chapter to chapter. It doesn't feel like there's a whole plan in it. And now you've got me thinking about like arc placement, uh, waterer versus architect. I wonder how that what how that factors in them deciding which arcs are placed where. Because it's like, oh, if I see this interaction, you know, between let's say Shanks and Luffy, because those are the, that's what we talked about for the watering. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see this interaction, do I now want to give him, you know, a reluctant hero arc, or do I now want to sit? Uh, kind of a tournament right here or do I want to put a war arc right here to get Luffy and uh, Shanks back together in chapter 15 or whatever may happen right. so I wonder how that plays a part um, and then I'm also interested what the medium is or what the balance point is between different writers like uh, if you are like predominantly a waterer uh, how much of that is planned out in architect and if you're predominantly an architect uh, like what are the things that cause you to be like yeah, I want to diverge from the plan a little bit and kind of like spice it up. So, so here's here's the, I just I found the quote from Oda that I'm talking about. He says, "The reason why One Piece has been continually running for the past twenty years is because of the Seven Warlords of the Sea, the Shichibukai. One Piece was initially intended to be a tale of fighting against the four emperors, the Yonko, wrapping up after just five years. It struck me that having these cool Seven Warlords of the Sea in the comic would be awesome." It was just a passing thought, really. And then, just like a horror movie, it spiraled into such a long series. <laughs> nice, nice. So why why didn't Yanko come first then if he started Something, off with... Well, because the, he was like, I'm going to put these guys in here as a stopgap. But then I guess he kept coming up with better and better story for him. And that just became, you know. So I would say something, there's still something very significant about the Seven Warlords one or more of them that is coming in the future. I don't know. So I'm not mad that we got Crocodile and Gecko Moria out of that, <laughs> but <laughs> if not for the Seven Warlords, we would have already seen Shanks going full out at this point, most likely. Most likely. That's the way, that's the way, that's the way Oda explains it, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Leek, what about you? How do you feel about arc placement? Uh, I super think it matters where you put arcs but i'm not necessarily sure if i'm at the point where i think certain arcs certain arcs need to go certain places like tournaments or wars i definitely think wars can be anywhere but there has to be there's wars in your story there has to be a a war at the end to kind of wrap shit up um i think it does make most the most sense and most shonen for tournaments to be at the beginning but i don't necessarily think that they have to Mm-hmm. Um, something like a Dragon Ball Z, you have tournaments all the fucking time, even though Dragon Ball Z, in my opinion, is not peak fiction and it's not greatly written. Uh-huh. I mean, we can have that debate another day, but um, <laughs> we got some pod mates that will argue <laughs> on that. That's fine. Uh, wrong. He knows <laughs> he knows where to find me. Um, but um, I don't know. It just, I feel like it just depends on how the story plays out. One thing I do think every um, arc should follow as far as like how they go is the stakes should get higher and higher 
Sure. So you shouldn't have high yeah. stakes at the beginning, and then as the story goes, it becomes less and less, I guess, tense or high stakes or have um, high tension. I guess because I mean, I just need it to make sense, though, G. Yeah, like, it, I mean, we can't just build until it's like, okay, the planet is going to be blown up now, so now we need to fight Planet Buster. And is that, is that why you? Is, is that it, why you so, feel like the war? Another, if you do a war, like say in the middle of the series, you have to do a war to end out that series because well, um, it depends. Because if you have a war in the middle of your series, that war needs to be a segue to the next part of the story, just like how Marine Four was a segue to the next part of the story, like the New World. So. If you introduce more big baddies in your story, like as the story progresses, as your characters get stronger, then there has to be some sort of conflict at the end. It don't necessarily have to be a war. It could be a 1v1. It could be, you know, us versus them, whatever. But I feel like once you start introducing wars in your story, especially if they're really high stake wars, you have to keep having, you have to end it with some type of war or conflict or clash. Um, And it has to be high stake. It might not be like on some oh, this is going to decide the fate of the world or some shit like that. But it's like, okay, these are the two big things, the two big sides, and they're finally going to clash, and it's going to end the whole thing. After this, it's going to decide how things go for the rest of this story, if the story ends, what happens post-story, if we get, like, a spinoff or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like it has to go like that. But one thing, like I said before, like, you have to, your stakes have to make sense. It can't be high stakes and then low stakes, then high stakes and low stakes. Like, I mean, maybe if you want to, constantly have your readers all over the place but me personally if you start your series off super high stakes and then drop it all the way off to the bottom i'm not sure i'm going to be invested throughout the whole story because what captured me was how insane it was at the beginning like oh this is so all this shit is going on it's like what happens next and then now if it's low stakes it's gonna feel like a letdown sure aren't there uh okay but there aren't there ways to like increase stakes without having to have the same it don't have to be the uh, same formula people? because but it has something yeah something has to matter still in the story mm-hmm. so even if it's not necessarily like a fight like okay well he has to go find this because if not his story his character progression won't go any further like stuff like that like you can make it make sense to where it's not like just oh you gotta fight somebody that's bigger or somebody that's better but <clears> shit has to still matter like shit cannot become mundane where it's like oh yeah it's just the daily life of da 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 after this huge fucking war or some shit, like, well, how, like, why would I want to keep watching or being invested unless you're going to introduce something else or this is like a training arc? But even like then, like, if you start getting into routines like that, I might fuck around and get bored. So mm-hmm. it's really tough. Say so I think there can be. Off, um, go ahead. Just to say, um, uh, I, th- I think there can be slight dips. Like for example, like I, I don't think the stakes of say One Piece is a constant um, ramp up. I mean, like, I, th- I think the quality of arcs is almost almost like a perfect, like, it keeps getting better and better and better, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. like, like uh, I-, I think Wano, for example, is, like, the best One Piece has ever been, in my opinion, right? But are the, st- at, you could say the stakes, like, peak in certain areas. Like, Eni's Lobby, huge peak of stakes. And yeah. then, you know, um, uh, fucking Thriller Bark, like, it was high stakes, <clears throat> but, like, it didn't feel as high as... And he's lobby, but it was still very high, right? So there was maybe a slight dip, and then like a peak at Shibandi, you know what I mean? Like huge peak in in stakes, and a little dip in uh, going like Amazon Lily, right? So, but but there's a, a trend over the story of like increasing stakes, as yes. you're saying, like yeah, so that but, culminates like the me- later. The media, like, the medium is getting higher, and within yeah. each arc, yes. you know, even if even if stakes as far as characters aren't high, 
like if, even if it's not like okay this character could die from this if we don't complete like the stakes as far as the world are always i would say in one piece pretty high pretty high yes people's yes. freedom are always at stake that's the exactly. biggest yeah. that's the biggest stake yeah. in one piece that is constant yeah. is people's yep. freedom because you always yep. got somebody trying to fuck with people the that's battle the between every every single freedom art. Um, the and I, and one thing about Oda is that he uses a kind of a saga style of storytelling that yeah. I that I really prefer to others and so like you get those arcs stacked on top of each other, um, so you hit that highest peak at a particular point in time, um, and then he allows you to have kind of a valley of cool off time. But even in that valley, when things are cooling off, uh, the stakes still exist, mm-hmm. uh, which is great for the that saga like how he does it because you you get the cool off, but everything is still rolling, it's still moving, but it's giving you a time as the as the reader to kind of process, go what the fuck, catch your breath, and be like, <laughs> yeah, catch your breath and be like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, to, or to just lead, to even in the implications of what happened. Yes. Even yeah. in an arc like Zoe, where it's like, okay, this arc's pretty chill. We're chilling. We're get we're learning stuff in the story. The stakes, you know, as far as the world goes, like man, that, that's a that's a thousand year old country that's about to be ruined. We got Jack fucking with Zoe and shit, and the minks losing their shit. The fucking minks obviously sacrificing themselves for Rizo. Like the stakes are pretty damn high, even in a chill arc like that. Yeah, I was gonna say he still he still found a way to make the stakes even higher when he turned it from accidental, like you got the wrong man, into like yeah, I was really out here ready to die for this man Rizo. So now I like what the fuck I got to know the whole uh, relationship between Rizo and y'all and Wano and y'all and like beautiful Oda, Hell just yeah. beautiful. Way to draw me in. Um, Talik talking about those war arcs or using that as an example. Um, you know, I feel like it's way because we talk about ways to increase the stakes for our art. Um, since that, since the main thing is to move that character to a new point, uh, would you be adverse to a story that starts off with a war arc and doesn't have war after that, but like the rest of the arcs are kind of like them moving to a point as they attempt to snuff out the last flames of the ops? Uh, I think I would be okay with it. Um, but it, it is, like I said, it depends on how you progress your story. Like, it still has to make sense. So if you yeah. start off with a war, this has to be the fallout of the war, or we're rebuilding, or this is transitioning into peace and how we're dealing with peace. And then, like you said, you could be, oh, there's still pockets of resistance here, pockets of this old faction here that we might have to squash out. But the the story, the world building of your story has to continue to grow. It can't just be, oh, we had a war, and then now it's just back to normal. And I'm seeing everyday life. It's like, okay, well, what's going on in the story? What's going on in the world? Like, even if it's not high stakes as far as war, it's like, okay, we have to figure out how now this country is going to function because this country was basically destroyed in this war. So how do we rebuild without getting attacked from somewhere else? Like, stuff like that. Like, you can make it make yeah. sense. It yeah. doesn't have to be a war, but you ha- your story has to progress and it has to be some type of growth and character development going on. For sure. I wouldn't mind coming into a series with a war arc first, too, and then, like, the rest of it is arc where the main character who killed 5,000 people in the war realizes that he was possibly gassed up on the wrong juice juice and his side ain't his ideal as he thought it was and like oh shit did I make some mistakes was I fighting for the wrong cause uh getting like the dark history behind that snuffing out other people like I would be with that shit uh I just wanted to make sure that it's not like um, cause some people get focused on the grandeur of things and sure. uh, being a part of the One Piece community one of the critiques that I see for Oda that makes no sense to me is that people get upset because arcs don't 
encompass as much as a Marine Four did, and they want every arc after Marine Four to be on that same scale. When it's like, but they don't have to be like. Mm-hmm. Marine yeah, you can't make like, you can't do it like that and sacrifice your story too. Right. Yeah. Um, Marine Four was the end of a saga, as we said earlier, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And so, of course, it's going to be a, a mass culmination of multiple plot points and multiple conflicts in the world. But then you can't expect Dress Rosa to be the same. It's a, it's more of a, it's going to be a building arc for you to get you to the next saga uh, to help you set up those dominoes in place so they can all fall later on. Uh, so, like, the expectation that because you had a, a fire arc with uh, super high stakes, the next arc has to have even higher stakes and be even... Uh, be even larger in scale is just it's crazy like you might get one that's a little bit lower because that's how life works and then you'll have that that other arc that's even higher stakes than the one you loved before yeah yeah i'm definitely uh, ready for wano to be uh more you know higher stakes and bigger hype than marine for you know what i mean i don't think we're there yet but i think uh the groundwork is being laid that we could get there and that's gonna be super fucking hype definitely the groundwork is being laid i think they got to finish processing the the scabbards yeah. storyline first yep. um and let them get through their justice of that because like we're watching yeah. justice and freedom kind of in a twisted way yeah. like kaido's come in with his absolute freedom to just do whatever the fuck he felt and the scabbards are trying to deliver the justice and normally when you see that shit you see it from like a uh it's you got a a kind on the other side of things and like a mm-hmm. pirate that's doing their thing but now you're you're seeing the weaker person try to deliver the justice so I'm enjoying that, but we gotta we gotta process through that so we can get to what the high stakes are gonna be and see that kind of thing flip. Right. But yeah, man. Uh, I guess that's that's gonna be it. Thank you guys for pulling up, Eagle Nickums. Uh, it was a pleasure having you guys on the show for the first time. You guys really uh showed out and did the damn thing. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. Really Actually, we'd be it. proud of your of your media day performance. You guys are uh, very professional. Uh, held it down to a T. Uh, no breakdowns on camera or anything like that. I liked it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been cool to cool to be here. Uh, do you guys have any closing comments? Want to give your names? <coughs> uh, give the final spills for Project Manga. Anything before we dip? Just uh, again, like to say, yeah, we are a weekly, you know, podcast channel. We do a we have a weekly podcast where we cover the six hottest titles coming out of Weekly Shonen Jump. Check us out on uh, on YouTube at Project Manga, Twitch at Project Manga at Project Manga OFC on Twitter. The six hottest titles. Y'all heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as always, Supernovas, uh, there will be show notes for you guys to click on. You guys can uh, follow the links if you didn't have a chance to write that down and type that into your phone. Uh, and for you guys from us, join the conversation, tap in with us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, use the hashtag uh, WorstGenWatch. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, let us know what you're reading. WorstGenRead. I've been doing better with that. Hashtag WorstGenRead. Uh, we want to know about your favorite arcs, uh, which arcs you like, what is important for you with arcs. Uh, so placement, character development, uh, world building, whatever it may be that you enjoy. Um, and give us some examples. Other than that, uh, keep tuning in for us. Keep checking out the episodes. We love the support. If you're on your favorite podcast app, remember to rate and review us. And that's going to be all for today. Uh, Oh, I can't believe I forgot to say this in the ending of our ARC episode. But don't forget to participate in the ARC tournament that we have on Twitter right now. Call me Leek. 
is you know, has your find them on Twitter, but One Piece League has really put a lot of time and effort into this shit to narrow it down to 16 for you, so your participation is appreciated. And that's it. Until next time, we out. Bye, niggas. <laughs> yeah.